0: Welcome back to the Sneaker Annex podcast with me, Danny, aka Atroystino, and my co-host Dan, aka Dan underscore Squire. Now then, my friend, how are things?
1: Not bad, Danny. How's things with you? Yeah,
0: yeah, I am. Good, thanks. A bit, a bit busy, We're really leading up to Christmas. We've got a few pairs of trainers dotted round in the living room at the minute, but yeah, life's good. Um.
1: Yeah, you've had some pretty pretty good trainers arrive. I've had
0: some pretty good pickups. Yeah, you need to keep an eye on the uh on the YouTube channel for that and uh and I'll start getting some videos up this week, hopefully. Um just a quick one before we get into this podcast. Uh I'd just like to firstly thank everybody who's tuned in. I can I think the last time I looked, which was yesterday, I think we're on seven hundred streams uh of the podcast so far, which I just uh, which has blown my mind to be honest. Uh, so thanks for everybody tuning in. And also, thanks for the people giving us the feedback. We, me and Dan, we know the audio quality is not quite where we would like it to be. Um, it's a bit funny. We can't control the, the the audio volumes as we're recording because of COVID restrictions. We can't be in the same room. And we, we're using phones and our guests. So Luke last week and the guest this week, um, we are using phones to kind of conduct the podcast. So. Just a just a quick one on that. We we do understand, and hopefully as it goes forward, we'll uh, we can improve. Certainly the sound quality, but hopefully the uh, the content quality is there for you anyway.
1: So yeah, thanks for sticking with us, and it'll get better. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, hopefully. Um, so yeah, we've got uh, like I say, we have got a guest on today. Uh, very very interesting. Guest that we'll we'll come on to in a minute, but uh, first we'll uh, we'll run through a bit of uh, sneaker news. Dan Dan's hot on the sneaker news. I'm as always. I'm a little bit rubbish picking things up. So Dan, what have we got this week? Surprise me with what's in uh, floating around.
1: Well, I can't promise it'll surprise you because I know you like your uh, SBs. I know you like your dunks. But the official images of the next Sean Cliver shoe. I know it's been teased for a while, but the official images came out this week. Yeah. For his holiday special, Um, I'm sure you'll agree on this one. It is an absolutely amazing
0: shoe. I am going for these. Like Roy Keane went for Alpha Hinga Harland in that tackle. <laughs> I am absolutely two footing, and I don't care about the result. I just need a pair of those. They are, they are, yeah, they're up there. They're up there with one of the best pairs. They,
1: they, they, they look brilliant. They look amazing. I mean. If I was picking a fault, and it's just a personal taste for me, you know, personal thing, Mm. I don't like it when they change the perforations on a toe box. Do do, do you not
0: like the snowflake?
1: I I don't hate it. Don't get me wrong, I don't hate it. Right. But I wish they'd just leave it.
0: It, It's a bit cheesy, I guess.
1: It's like the Halloween Dunkle where they put the uh, pumpkin face. I love
0: that as well, so we're going to have to differ on that. I (laughs) I think it's a great touch because SB is that kind of wacky thing to me,
1: but I don't know. Leave the toe box, leave the <laughs> toe box. So, yeah, so obviously that came out this week, the pictures of that, I think that's going to be SB, and obviously we're starting with SB News because of our guest today, but SB's had a huge year, and this is going to round off, I mean, that it's going to be a massive shoe, isn't it? It's going to be
0: huge. Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a, a, a huge, and I don't really know, I can't pick a fault with it, it's just I love the sole. I love the the insoles. Uh, it's just a fantastic shoe for me. I, I love it.
1: Yeah, Sean Clive has always done good collabs, though. Yeah. Um, even like back in his bands, his bands were brilliant as well. But talking of massive shoes, this week was the re-release of the Yeezy three hundred and fifty bread. I hate saying bread, but the black red colorway. The, <laughs> um, the the Yeezy three hundred and
0: fifty. Oh yes.
1: Yes. People queuing overnight in the streets for it, even though it's a re-release and there's a Yeezy release every other week. Right. Chaos.
0: I, I didn't actually pick up on that. I knew I I knew it was coming out, but I didn't realise there was people queuing and probably scrapping over these still.
1: Yeah, it looked uh, absolute madness to be honest. I mean, I think, I think a lot of stores just did online releases, which I think is a good idea, yeah. with obviously what's going on at the minute. Um, but I couldn't believe how busy these places were, people sleeping on the streets for this Yeezy. That's you know, the, it seems like there's a Yeezy every other week, no, yeah, to be honest.
0: yeah. I can't keep up with where with where Yeezy is, to be honest. Um, there's so many different colorways and models dropping every week, like you say. It's just I can't keep up, but in fact, that...
1: and last bit of news this week is um, there's more Sakai Nike vapor waffles on the road, oh, is not, is there? There's more. Oh. You think it's done that shoe?
0: Um it should never have come out. Do you know what? It's just not a shoe for me. And I don't know. I like we've said before, I I appreciate trainers and uh there's these things that I walk by that I appreciate. I just I just can't see. I just don't get them. I just don't get them. They they're, they're too chunky and fat, they're not sleek, like the LD waffle Sakai, which I don't have any of them. But they look kind of, they all got that pointy kind of sneak ahead kind of shape to them, which is kind of cool, even with the little bit of the back. And it's just taken like, it's like a big bulbous thing on the front. And I mean, what's going on on the heel? I just don't get it at all.
1: No, the, the first Sakai collab, I saw some people in them and I thought they looked really good on them. They're not for me personally, I couldn't pull them off. Um, but I think this Vapor uh, this Waffle. It's not again. It's not. It's not for me. And I think they should have left it with just the original release. Yeah, and
0: I think it's done so well because of the original. To be honest, I think off the back yeah. of the original Sakai. I think if that one came out first, I don't know. I think it might not have had the hype. That, it, that it's had, to be honest. But
1: shall we get our guest in? Yeah, yeah, go for it. So with us today, we've got somebody with a long long history in sneaker culture and skate culture in the uk and um, we've got the buyer and general manager of attitude skate store alvin singfield hello how are you doing alvin
2: i'm fine mate how are you yeah
1: good thank you good so obviously attitude has been going 10 years now um you must have seen a lot of change in that time as sp- sp- oh, specifically SB related. I mean, what's your history with SB? As that's the that's the thing at the minute, isn't it? It's, you know, there's, it's never been so
2: hyped as it is now. Sure. Um, okay. Well, that goes back to our previous shops, which we ran called Hoax, uh, which were around in East Anglia. We had shops in Ipswich to start off with, Colchester, Chelmsford, Norwich, and Cambridge. Um, doing all obviously all the main skate brands and obviously main footwear brands back then like sort of DC and Etneys and DVS and Lakai and all those brands. And um, I, prior to me working at Hoax, when I'd worked uh, and did blueprint skateboards, my friend Sebastian Palmer had a shop in Sheffield called Sumo. Um, and he'd, he, he owned the shop and, and obviously worked there and ran it. And then obviously that we were going through a bit of a recession at the time in the UK. And obviously everybody was struggling to make ends meet. So he'd taken the job as a rep for DC Shoes for the north of England. So I didn't see him because obviously being in Essex, we were based in the South and we had a Southern rep, but he he was doing DC shoes for the North. Um, and then obviously one of his guys in the shop, a guy called Henry, was running sumo for him where he was off obviously earning a wage. So he didn't have to take it from the shop. Um, and I hadn't seen or heard from him for a while and I'd left Blueprint and gone to do okay. the hoax thing. And then it was 2002. Towards the end of two thousand two, as I remember it, he rang me out of the blue, and I was like, "Oh, what's going on? How's it going to at DC?" Blah blah blah. And he was like, "No, I've left." I was like, "Oh wow, shit!" I was like, "What are you doing now?" Then he's like, oh, "I'm working for Nike," and I was like, "Nike, you know, doing what? Why?" And he's like, "Oh, there's this new program. It's called Nike SB, and it's obviously Nike skateboarding and blah blah blah." He goes, "I want to come down and see you with it," and I was like, "Oh, okay. Well, you know, it's cool. It'd be nice to see you, whatever." You know, and, and it's hard to imagine now, but at that time, you've got to remember that any sports or big brand-owned shoe just didn't exist within skateboarding. You know, obviously, we all
1: know. Yeah, totally.
2: So, you know, we all know in America. Totally. You know, obviously, in America, kids grew up skating in, obviously, you know, more blazers and Bruins, really, than dunks. I think that was something that kind of happened later. But in the UK, it wasn't like that. We, I'd never seen a pair of dunks until that moment in time because it wasn't the sort of thing you'd go and buy. Uh, you know, there weren't sneaker stores around, you know, at that, that particular time, and there weren't. You know, it's sort of something you saw in the eight, 85, obviously, when the dunk came out, up to sort of like 2002 when SB came out. So anyway, so he came down to see me and he had this like little pamphlet, A5 pamphlet, and he was like, look, here's what's happening now. And it was basically the Pro-Bs. There was the black grip tape, the burgundy grip tape, uh, the alphanumeric uh, dunk was in there, which I still want. And the and and the Wu-Tangs were in there because it was all part of this Pro-B program that Nike had been, uh, you know, doing, obviously, which had kind of ev- was evolving into what was going to be SB and he said look you know the first sort of shoes have come out uh, the only the only shops in the uk at the time which we doing it was slam city skates in london and there was a shop in birmingham called ideal and they'd been kind of picked i, I guess geographically london and birmingham because there wasn't a skate shop in manchester at the time um and those two were picked to start off and they'd obviously had i think a season the first drop had gone into them um and he was like yeah we want to open five more stores in the uk and we want you to be one of them and i think had it been not him that had come to see me there'd been some guy in a tracksuit from nike or whatever i probably would have laughed in his face and <laughs> told him to do one because it was just like at the time it was it was unheard of and thank god there wasn't social media then but we got a fair amount of stick. Yeah, yeah we got a fair amount of stick in the shop from the core skaters of like what the hell are you doing why have you got nike in here it took a while for nike to win over the core skate crowd you know based on you know, based on the fact they'd actually got a really good team of skaters together and slowly, not everybody was won over, but slowly a lot of people won over. But for us as a skate shop where, although we sold stuff like 80s and DCs to non-skaters, we hadn't really ever, there'd never been a brand like SB that had brought a different consumer through the door. And that took a while. It didn't happen overnight. Certainly when we had the first, uh, the first sort of shoes in from the orange box, nobody seemed that bothered. But slowly over time, as obviously stuff got on Nike Talk, and you know people found that there were shops in the UK doing this new Nike SB stuff, and 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 obviously for the, for the south of England, it was Slam Seat Skates and us. We were the only two to start off with, and then it was fifty fifty in Bristol the, the next year. So we'd have shoe drops where people would ring us up from like in London and say, "Have you got this?" And we'd be like, "Yeah, that's drop this, you know, release today, or whatever." And they'd be like, "Slam Seat Skates are sold out. Can you hold me a pair of this?" and you know, we, I remember the guy from the Maharishi store, the manager of the Maharishi store, ringing me up and it was when the, the Dunkles had come out and he was like, oh, I'm after a pair of Dunkles, slammer sold out, have you got any? And I think I said something like, yeah, I think I've got a 10 and a half and a seven or something left. And he was like, oh, well, I'm coming down now. And apparently he literally put the phone down, told the other guy in the shop, I'll be out for a few hours, got to Liverpool Street, got on the train down to Colchester, walked to the shop, Bought the dunkles, walked back down to the train station, got back on the train into London, went back to the, the Maharishi shop with a pair of dunkles in his hand. So, yeah. not a bad day,
0: though.
2: No. <laughs> That's a great got a great pick up. Uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, yeah, it was it was like that back then. There wasn't the internet. There wasn't, you know, we didn't have a website. Nobody had a website, uh, you know, in the early in the early noise. You know, that was something that came sort of later. Even I don't think even flatspot was around at that point. It was really early doors. In, so the only way that people knew, I mean, I think there was a post on Night Talk that had, had listed Slam and Ideal and us and, a, and a, two or three other shops that obviously they'd got wind of were doing Nike ESB. But then very quickly we picked up different people dotted around Essex and East Anglia and, like I said, into London, who would obviously found out that we had, you know, that we obviously had these releases and they would start travelling, you know, to the shops, you know, to obviously pick them up. Yeah.
0: That's just. I mean, it's funny when you just say about the 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 sneakerheads coming. i would never set foot in a skate shop. before. Sure. Until I mean, it, and I'm talking a bit after for myself rather than w- the point in time that like you're talking about. So you're in you about 2002. Yeah, or three. it would
2: have, it would have been. I think I think the first time he came to see me, I'm sure it literally had one season in America, and I think it was at the point where they were like, right now, go out. And his brief was, and I was thought this was quite funny. The brief that, because there was another guy called Cubic, who was a skateboarder called Cubic, who's Scottish, and he had worked on Xavier, which was the brand that obviously Nike had bought previously to try and kind of enter the skate market, you know, under under their banners. Xavier was a new company setting up in Portland. It had uh, Brad Stabber and Brian Anderson and some skaters like that rode for it. Uh, and they basically bought the brand And But these shoes were they've been designed really, really well, so they were practically indestructible, but they were ugly as sin, do you know what I mean? Like, nobody... And that's the real problem, you know, because in the, the day, skateboarding is about functionality, but you do find skaters, yeah. skaters fall into two very different categories. People that only see a shoe as something they need to skate in, you know, they'll, they'll wear a pair of Vans old schools, or whatever that might be, and then obviously then you've got the skateboarders yeah. that, are, that are... Obviously, you know, they, they do care about how they look, and they do care about how they dress, and they do... And those are the guys, that obviously, then are interested in Brands like Nike SB or Adidas skateboard into skating outside of kind of like being a, a you know, a core, you know, a, a sort of a, you know, the yeah. the core skate. Well, yeah, yeah, Do you know, even Vans isn't core, is it? Vans is owned by Vanity Fair, which is the biggest apparel manufacturer on the planet. Who've just bought Supreme for two billion. Do you know what I mean? It's, you know, not, it doesn't yeah. really work like that now. You know, it's, it's like with shops. It's very hard, especially in footwear, to be small and independent because you know how are you going to compete against Nike or Adidas or Vans or Converse? when they can make, you know, the best shoes, you know, obviously at a good price, uh, you know, and for an independent shoe brand, that's practically impossible.
1: Yeah. So, so in those early days then, when obviously like Nike SB was first in the stores, but obviously the, the skate community almost rejected it to start with, didn't they? So, so who, who was buying it then? Was it more skaters buying it to give it a go or was it like the kind of sneak head guy, um, you know, seeing this brand new product and want, wanting something different. I think
2: initially it was definitely this sneakerhead who we didn't really know existed coming into the shop um, because they'd obviously heard about it seen on a Nike talk or maybe been in London you know whatever these people came out of the woodwork and they still do it to this day there's always people that pop up in the shop and they're like oh yeah I live here I live there and you know and and they don't live that far away from the shop or it's a, maybe they've moved into the area and they're really into sneakers and they found out that we obviously do we obviously you know obviously do a lot of footwear in the shop and they come in and they're like you know they just it's like the same thing with anything isn't it the reason people go to a skate shop you know to hang out talk about skateboarding the reason that people come to a sneaker shop you know and, and I was in the min- minority because a lot of like I said a lot of core skaters back then it's different now but back then weren't interested in what really what a shoe looked like it was about performance it was either very basic or very technical I think Nike SB changed that, which then obviously a few years later, Adidas followed with Adidas and Converse, with with Converse Cons, you know, was bringing something that looked, you know, was fully skatable, but looked good enough to be in a sneaker store. And that was the thing with Nike SB, wasn't it? Because even in those early days, um, not so much in the UK, but in America where you had, you know, obviously like the early flight club and premium laces and those kind of those early resale stores, you know, the stores where they didn't have actual accounts of Nike or Adidas, but, well, you know, parallel important product to sell over there. They always had SBs in them. You know, they'd obviously have all the Jordans and, uh, you know, and Nike, but they, they, you know, those SBs made their way in there. You know, from, well, I'd say almost from day one, they definitely, see. maybe heads understood it more than skateboarders did. But like I said, you know, there was always a, there's always a portion of skateboarders who, are about skateboarding but also do care about what they look like and you know and, and you know so they're gonna you know and and, and those are the, those were the guys that i think connected to SB earlier on because they did they just look good you know dunk looks good i've i just i never really i don't think i've ever seen anybody come in the shop with a pair of dunks on and thought oh they look hideous what you know just it just you know to, to me they are the most perfectly made shoe in the world like when i as i know i was saying this to a couple of guys that came in the shop today i'm like i wish i only liked one brand i wish i only liked one model of shoes it would make life so much easier if i only liked sb dunks or even just like dunks or just li- yeah. or just like sb but the trouble is it, it isn't it? it's nike it's jordan it's it's adidas it's you know it's it, you know that's the hardest thing of it and that's for me because i started skateboarding in 1985 and i had my first pair of shoes proper trainers i remember seeing asking for and getting for my christmas present in December 1985, which was a pair of Nike Amigas, um, which were like a very real vintage runner that's never been retroed. And that was my first pair. Of, that was my first pair of trainers in 1985. And I remember just seeing them in the catalogue because, you know, back in the day, like your mum would get your stuff from the catalogue because it, la- la- it was on the layaway, were not it? You know, obviously <laughs> they could pay for it over, you know, but there was catalogs back then. It was like K's catalogue and Littlewoods. And I just remember turning the pages, maybe looking for trainers for school or whatever, and just seeing this Nike Amiga. And I don't know if you've ever seen this show, it's Nike Amiga Flames and it's kind of like it fades from red through to orange, and then this swoosh is yellow. Um, So it was really eye-catching. I actually wore them to school and got sent home until I could go back in something more sensible, apparently. But, you know, I I got those that year. So for me, initially through that, and then funnily enough, I was saying this to a guy earlier, I think I had those in, I was 12 years old, so it was 1985, and I don't think I wore another pair of Nikes until the Air Max 1 came out. Because I think for, the, for for all that time, I then got into, because I, like I know you've said before, in the UK, we didn't really have a, a Nike culture until the Air Max. And even then, not in, not even then, not yeah. straight away, the Air Max one didn't really hit. Or the Nike didn't even hit initially. That was something that kind of, like as it does, it takes its while to filter down to the masses. Um, you know, and I think then obviously then through, through the early 90s, before you get to, you know, Hirachis and uh, Postos and Spiridons and, that kind of time you know obviously that was very much so i I wore i I wore adidas like you know from that initial nike amigas i must have then again i guess in the catalogs we didn't have anywhere to buy shoes from locally then really i think i had a pair of gazelles and then that was it i had gazelles and forest hills and campus and and because i skateboarded those were the best shoes to skateboard in as well and they were so cheap you could buy a pair of gazelles for 30 quid and even back then skate shoes were around 60 to 70 pound so to me, I was like, well, I can get two pairs of Gazelles, you know, which I'm, you know, good to skate in, you know, rather than one pair of actual what you consider a proper skateboard shoe.
1: Yeah. So so fast forward to present day then. What, what have you been wearing this year outside of SB and and kind of, you know, outside of skating?
2: Uh, what have I had? Sakai. I, li- I like the Sakais. I know it's quite controversial because people re- seem to have a real hate on for these new ones, but they're comfy as fuck, man. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a bit. Is it the vapor
0: waffles?
2: Yeah, I've got the vapor waffles. I've got the original waffle uh, runners, racers, whatever they were. Oh, yeah. The only ones I didn't get with the blazers. I couldn't really quite get on board of that. And I, I was saying this to someone earlier I'm not a huge blazer guy, but if I see a blazer I like, but with the Sakai blazers, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It just, there was something not quite right there for me, so I never bothered with them. But so Sakai's, um, I've got the Union Jordan 4s. They're nice. Uh, the off-white fours.
0: Dan, Dan, did you get any uniform fours?
2: Has it happened, Danny? How's it happened? Yeah, it did. <laughs> didn't, didn't you help him out with that, as I recall? Oh,
0: oh you... Alvin, I did help him out with
2: that one. Because, <laughs> and I know, but every time you put those beautiful shoes on your feet, yeah. you should always remember, because that, that's up there, top five for the year for me. There's been a lot of talk of this whole top fives and top tens of the year. Mm. Um, and I and I love the off white yeah. four, and I'm not a fan of off white. I don't really like Virgil. I don't, you know, I'm not I'm not about hypebeast brands. But from the moment I saw those, I wouldn't have given a shit if they weren't even a Jordan. They didn't have off white written on it. They didn't have. It was just, you know, just that cream suede, just beautiful. Um, yeah.
0: yeah, the sale pair. I, I, it's not it's not my bag. I've, I've got one pair of Jordans, I think, uh, I, but I can. I appreciate trainers, and I can just look at those off-white 4s. I actually like the sale off-white 5. Yeah. They, I they, can they... see the nice trainers, do you know. Not my favorite.
2: Yeah. The, the off-white 5s, the initial pictures that, that leaked to that, where it was all white, were a lot nicer than the ones that ended up releasing with the black midsole, I thought, anyway. But I remember there being pictures on the internet of of an all-white off-white 5 with a white midsole, and and it just looked so clean. But maybe they thought after doing the sale 4 that it was too... Similar, I don't know. It's been hard though because I, I know you guys are talking about it, but it's so hard to pull out. I'd find I'd struggle really to do a top five SB dunk or a top five dunk or a top five, you know, Adidas Special or a top five New Balance. Yeah. Or top five. It's there's been so many good. It's the you know, it's, it's it's been such a strong year. I said it to someone the other day. There's been times in the past where Nike have had a good year, Jordan have had a good year, SB might have had a good year. 2020 is against all of the odds of the shit we've all had to put up with. I think, I think Nike, I think Jordan, I think SB, and and I think Adidas. I think Adidas have brought out some great shoes this year, and New Balance have killed it. You know, really.
1: Yeah. Yeah. New New, New Balance have been the end yeah. of the year, yeah. I think, for me. Like. The, the, it, absolutely, but I mean, when was the last time you kept, you couldn't get a general release OG colorway on a New Balance model on a show Yeah, yeah they sell out. And getting hold of that grey 992. Yeah, but this is, this is. and I was saying this
2: to someone earlier, I said, when we were doing a lot of vintage runners in the shop, for about three years, from I think 2014 to 2017, we we did uh, A6, we did Ciccone, we did New Balance, we did Deodora. We used to go up to Crep City with, um, you know, we made a real thing of it. Like, that was our thing, because we didn't have a Nike Sportswear account. We didn't have an Adi Originals account then. You know, so outside of the skateboard shoes we did in the shop, obviously Nike SB, Adidas Skate Vans, Converse. You know, I, uh, you know, th- uh, that was a big focus for us for like, you know, three, three or four years, and we had all of the collabs. We were sort of top tier. We were getting all of the, you know, the Asics releases, Saucony, you know, Cushwalkers, and the Epitomies, the a few stores or Good Goodwill out, all of those great shoes. And then it felt like almost overnight, it all died. Literally, just if it, it, I mean, it was down to the brands because I, I remember going to see Asics and they were like. Oh uh, we we are not doing any GL threes or GL fives now. We're going onto this like nineties silhouette, it was like the gel Kayano or Kayano, I can't remember. It was a lot more sort of more plasticky yeah. looking, it was more technical, it was
0: Yeah, yeah. Technical wasn't
2: and, sure. and and, and did the yeah. same thing or Sokini, sorry, I keep saying Soccone. Socini did the same. We I went up there and they were like, Yeah, no Shadow five thousands, no grid nine thousands, uh um we're going on to this uh A zero or something or other and I was kind of like oh god what is it it's like it looks like some hideous monstrosity from JD from the 90s it just was like you know white with fuchsia pink and vault yellow or whatever and I was like oh lord no I don't want to so it was almost like the brands did it to themselves and I I guess maybe they they wanted to change that direction but moving away from I mean ASICs make loads of great shoes but you know most people would agree most of the best are on a three or a five that's their two kind of really winning silhouettes you know so when they suddenly take those out of the range as a retailer, it leaves you in a bit of a position because, you know. So we, oh, you go along with it. So we went along with it, and we did, we did the shoes they got in that line, and we did the same with with Saucony, and and it all just didn't work. You know, people just didn't. But this was all happening at the same time. You kind of had Adidas, were having their really was it like two thousand seventeen was their big year. Uh, I think it was with all of with all pure the boost, boost ultra boost nmds yeezy and then obviously at the end of two at the end of yeah. 2017 the empire stroked back didn't it with the 10 you know because although you know we we all know the numbers and ended it was never really kind of any threat to nike from a you know shoe for shoe sales point of view but adi had, had nailed it you know but they'd it was almost too much too fast and then and, and you know and the market flooded and you know and obviously it all sort of and all it took was Nike to come back strong as they were going to do with the, with the 10 and everything that came after it. And all of a sudden, it was a two-horse race again. And then as a retailer, you get in a position where yeah. you don't have a sportswear account, don't have an Originals account, don't obviously have Yeezy account, uh, don't have a Jordan account, which we were never going to have in a non city town anyway. Um, and, and, and then and, yeah. like, and like I said, these other brands that we've been doing well with all of a sudden you know, kind of have died off. And you've got to remember this is all through a time when nobody gave a shit about SP. You know, apart from Janoski's, you know, for several years, the Janoski was almost one of the few, you know, the, that was the only shoe that was doing real good business for SB. Dunks were unheard of, you know. Yeah. Nobody was...
1: I mean, in the, the SB obviously had a, a few, not, not bad years, but it, it, it kind of... It fell out of the limelight for a few years, didn't it? And don't you think it kind of came back with the retro of like the, the Tiffany, the uh, Diamond Dunkle? Yeah, yeah, really yeah, sure. yeah, that was, was the year. Yeah, that was around that and time. It yeah. Kind of started to come back then. And then obviously we've had loads of retros yeah. like the Raygun, the Lobster, things like that, that have kept kept the hype rolling with obviously the new
2: styles. What would you like to see retro Uh I'm not a big fan. No, I'm not. I, I, yeah, I'm not a big fan of retro, and I didn't even really like it when they did the, the coloured by me series as highs. Um, you know, I I, I like those as they were originally, but I could, I got it. You know, it's okay. You can you can have a shoe that was a high, and make it into a low, and have a low that's a high, and it worked. On, it worked on a few models, maybe like the De La Souls. I thought were kind of cool how that had changed up, but a lot of the time I just liked you know people. I had loads of people saying, oh. Some rumour had gone around that they were going to retro the Stussy Cherry Dunks. Uh, and I was like, oh, God, please. I just, I, just, I just hope they don't. I just don't need to. You know, if they want to do another collaboration of Stussy on the Dunk and they could rework that kind of idea, like you said, like with Diamonds, you know, they didn't re-release the Tiffany, although they did do that high one, which I wasn't a big fan of. But, you know, obviously they, they, they did the black one, they did the white one, yeah. they did the yellow one, which was the best one, the Friends and Family release at Complex con, And that's the only pair I really wanted because I've still got my OG Diamonds. And I was kind of like, Oh, I suppose I could live with the white ones. And then I saw the yellow ones, I was like, Oh my god, they're amazing. But obviously it was it, it, it was not gonna happen. Yeah. I don't know anyone over here that got the yellows, maybe apart from Nate, I don't think he probably did, but no one else did. I I
0: because I, I was uh that was when uh Matt Welty uh was we got in touch with him with all the aspects like we were doing with the annex and uh, Obviously, with Complex, I said, Oh, while well, you're over there, uh, I reckon you could get me some uh, yellow diamond dunks. And uh, he just laughed at me, to be
2: honest. I was going to say, Yeah. I mean, I remember him being um, right there, wasn't he? I think there was a bit where him and Brendan were actually at Complex Con when they were filming, and, and it was, there was like a full on riot going off, didn't they? Like, knock the diamond over and. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. I think that I think that was an early indication, as you said a minute ago. Down. I think the moment. I mean, I think a while before that was it. Two thousand and I think maybe it was early two thousand seventeen. They did the box series. She had the pink box dunk and the black box dunk, and I was kind of like, well, this is it's, this is interesting. You know, yeah. what? Obviously, there's something going on here. The fifteen year anniversary, and there was a documentary that was on Vice. They did that year, but it didn't really kind of develop into anything interesting. It kind of and there was a few shoes that had come out and then, but yeah, I think that was the moment where I think you had the black pigeon. I, I, did, I oh, think that was the, that was mine, yeah, the black I think the black pigeon was the first indication that something was stirring, that something was cooking up. Cause it was, Oh, that's actually interesting. Cause I was never a fan of the original gray pigeons. Um, I don't like grey shoes. So that was, that like, that shoe just did nothing for me, but the black pigeon, I was like, Oh, that is nice. You know, the fabrication was good. And, with a a red sole and everything, you know, I like like that. And then like you said, obviously they did the diamonds, which were were fine. I wasn't a huge fan of the panda pigeons. If I was honest, I didn't really, I didn't really understand the correlation between the panda and the pigeon, but whatever. Uh.
1: (laughs) But Nike seemed to try and bring back that kind of like, I hate using the term sneakerhead, but they've tried to bring back the the sneakerhead customer with doing things like that. And then putting like SB with a
2: Jordan one. Um, with yeah, one I one mean one that's one 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 great, one, isn't it? I mean, I I, one. I remember that release in the original Lance pairs, the Breads and the and the Royals, along with Craig Ste- Craig Stesic had done um, those the, the other Jordan SB as well, which was great. And I love the ones they did last year, the LA to Paris, and yeah, I'm a big fan of that. I mean, I love the Nigel the Nigel Sylvester yeah. Jordan ones. I've always wanted to get my hands on, but I've not been able to as yet. Um, but you know, that's, an, that's, a, that's another good one. But no, yeah, I think that sort of stuff was good, and I'd like to see more of that. Oh, they obviously kind of went on to the Jordan 1 lows, didn't they, with that and 1. It, and there was that weird one that was kind of like beige and beige, but with two different colour blue soles.
0: <coughs> Underneath, Which I, I yeah. couldn't
2: really get on board with, because it looked like a pair of Gap chinos that turned into a pair of shoes. Uh, I'm not entirely <laughs> sure what was going on with that one, but... I
0: mean, my I've, I've always had a love, and I'm sure people know, I've always had a love for a uh, mm. especially Dunks, because... And 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 to use a phrase back in the day, it was that it was the collecting, it was the something completely different, and the, the different colours and everything. And I just, for me at the minute, they're just the nailing that concept again. You know, whereas maybe they went through a bit of, like you said, the retro the the highs and the lows. I don't want to say lazy, uh, lazy colourways or lazy ideas. But at the minute there's some concepts coming out and, and some releases, I mean like the the toboons mm. just from the other week I mean wow, I just, yeah, yeah,
2: concepts never ne- never failed it's to I mean, I've controversially said many times that I've never been a big fan of the lobsters, I think the idea behind it was good, the packaging was great, I've got nothing but respect for Dion point and concepts, I love the stores, but i just i just i just never i never just I never got it i never never wanted to have any of them I never you know, it's like it's like I said earlier. I don't. Yeah. I think it's easier if you're into a certain brand or a certain model of shoe. Where for me, I'm just I'm drawn to whatever I'm drawn to, and I can't really explain what that is or why it is. And that's the same with SBs. I mean, we get obviously every SB comes into the shop, and and I don't. And people are like, oh, did you get this dunk? Did you get that dunk? And I'm like, no. And they're like, why not you? And I'm like, well, because I don't want to have. I don't need to have every shoe that drops for the sake of having it. I only ever want to have shoes. That I want to yeah. wear because that's kind of the point. I'm not a collector. I don't, you know. And I think
0: that's, in... no, I think that's important because it is quite easy to get. And especially with if you're heavily influenced by like Instagram and, and, oh, well, well, if they're getting it, they oh,
2: 100%. 100%. It, kind
0: of, and, and almost a little bit of a one upmanship, well. You know, if if, the, if everyone's getting it, then I can't not have it kind of culture. But I think it's important to just sometimes, and we all get dragged along. I'm not saying I don't get dragged along because I do quite often, but sometimes just take that step back and think actually, do I like it? Will I wear it? And does it fit with my aesthetic, my style? And, uh, and, and or do I believe in the story sometimes? Because the one that me and Dan disagree about, right. is The Chicago don't I would never get the Chicago dunks. I think really yes, a, and, and, and a lot of people agreed yeah, with you fine.
2: as well. I mean, I had several people that I'm, you know, good friends with in the CQ community who were kind of like, they've just never liked any of the J-Packs. But I think when they went in with something like the Chicago and 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 I've, I've obviously seen what's coming in, in spring, summer and fall 21 now and there's a lot more, a a lot lot, you know, a lot of, you know, a lot, a lot of, uh, you know lo- loads of great SPs, uh, dunks coming out. You know, so I think like...
0: Don't we, will bleep you. Yeah, no, I was, really
2: I'm not there's this detail there, but there's, yeah, I'm just saying, there's a lot, there's a lot of really good, uh, along that kind of j story, there's lots of, you know, you imagine the amount of different Jordan colorways, even Jordan 1 colorways that you could put onto a dunk, they haven't even gone anywhere near yet, and clearly it's something that they've obviously looked at, the Chicago was as big a shock to me as it was to anybody, because... I was like yeah look, that's a great shoe to me I just the colorway red white and black is a great colorway uh whatever whatever you're doing it on whether it's on a skate shoe Gosh. or a sneaker or a jordan whatever he you know he didn't invent the chicago colorway that's the colorway it is you know but it's a it's a strong color up um you know so I went I, I didn't yeah. I didn't get the chicagos only purely because I think they were one of those ones where I was kind of like I don't like, you, like yourself I've got obviously chicago jordan ones so you, I didn't need to have them and so many people seemed so into that shoe. It was, it wasn't like a quick strike shoe where there's only eight shops in the UK that are doing it. This was a GR release. Every SB account that had the opportunity to buy it, yeah. it was even in non skate shops like size and end and uh, you know and sneakers and stuff. You know, it was everywhere. That was so accessible, and yet people went absolutely balmy for it. It was, you know, it was, uh, you know, not weird, but it was unexpected. I didn't think people were going to go as wild for it as they did.
1: So I think it was like the perfect storm because obviously SB hype is crazy at the minute. Like I've been buying SB since, uh, you know, as early as I was possibly could buy them and I've never really seen it like this year. And obviously Jordan has been so big at the minute. And then obviously like with the last dance on Netflix, things like that, I think it was just the perfect time for that shoe to come out. It was, you know, it, and he's such an easy shoe to wear. I mean, I'll defend it <laughs> until I'm, like, blue in, the, blue in the face. But another one we disagree about, and obviously there's something exciting coming mm. from Sean Cliver for Christmas, um, The Strange
2: Love. I cannot
1: get no, involved with that shoe. But his, his yeah. Christmas special is think,
2: I think, I mean, brilliant. Like I said, it's not, it, I don't even know if it's driven by what's hyped and what's seen to be cool or what's seen that, that you have to have – in order to fit in, or whatever the deal is, I don't know. But I've always just been a believer in, you know, shoes that either either appeal to me or they don't appeal to me. Whether it's a GR or an Orange Label or a Dunk, a Quick Strike or whatever it is, it doesn't really matter. Just because something's super limited doesn't make mean that I think it's good, or doesn't mean that you should think it's good, or you know. And and again, I've I've been the same with the Travis. You know, I'm a big fan of the Dunks. I didn't see the correlation between Travis Scott and skateboarding. Um, although I understood that wasn't always a rule that had to, you know, I'd, you know, obviously Nike SB back in 2005 had collaborated with De La Soul, yeah. uh, the MF Doom dunk. As far as I was aware, MF Doom wasn't the skater. That didn't need to be something that, you know, was, was relevant in that respect. But I just, to me, the, that shoe was ugly. So like, I don't care that it's Travis Scott. I don't care that everybody's ranting and raving about how great it is. I was just like, well, I'm going to call a spade a spade. You know, I don't, I did I didn't like it. I didn't want it. Yeah. I didn't get it. I have never, you know, I just. But, you know, but other people did. So, you know, fair play. You know, that's that, that's the, that's what I do love about sneakers, because otherwise we're all walking around wearing white Air Force Ones, which is what everyone else does. You know, and, yeah, I mean, like, the amount of people, yeah. they, you know, I've so, not been sexist, but a lot of girls we have come in the shop and they're either wearing white Air Force Ones or black and white old schools. That's the kind of go to footwear for a lot of, you know, college girls and now who come in who aren't really into sneakers, but like the stuff we sell in the shop clothing wise or whatever. You know, but the amount of white Air Force Ones that Nike yeah. must have gone through is is insane. But going back to what you were saying earlier about the dunk, I think it's a good, a good example of that, because I don't think in American culture, where if you're into sneakers in America, you know, they had hundreds of different Air Forces, great collaborations, incredible colors, stuff that we've still never, ever seen over here, because the Air Force One was not a shoe in the UK back then. You couldn't buy it. It didn't exist. You know, you'd go into JD, there was no Air Force Ones, there was no Dunks, there was no Jordan Ones. You know, that stuff just didn't exist. So we never never had that culture. And the same with Jordan Ones, even though not initially, but when they'd started retroing them the first time and people were collecting the colours, that thing was something that was new. And I think SB, maybe just outside of America, I'm not really sure about other countries where basketball is stronger, but over here where we don't really have a basketball culture, I guess people had never worn an air force one which is what that was originally designed for or or jordans you know skateboarding something skateboarding is something that's not specifically american or english or anything you know so i think with sb it was something that brought nike into the uk in a different way in a cool way which you hadn't really had unless you were into stuff like jordans or air forces i don't think that was something that was so so regular. I think a lot of people over here then, if they were into collecting Nikes, probably did collect Air Maxes or, you know, BWs, TNs or, you know.
0: Yeah, I was just about to say. Yeah. Yeah, it was Air Max, wasn't it? That was that I remember through the, the late 90s, uh, it was Air Max and, and that's what... And I, and I said it on our first podcast, I, was, I got into mm. the ends, and that kind of got me into the the, the the sneaker culture, I guess, for want of a better phrase, because I don't particularly like that phrase. But, um, and, and then the Nike SB thing kicked off just just at the right point for me. I was just... I was just got a job, so I started earning and, and I had disposable income and and then this thing came along and just like blew my mind and I was like... And it was a little bit yeah. underground to begin with as well. You kind of had to know it wasn't just it wasn't just no, in no. JDs or, or sat on a shelves in the regular shop. You had to know what you were doing to to go and pick them up, which which kind of made it exciting. Which I guess maybe you don't have that anymore. It's a different world. Yes, Yeah, weeks in advance. And
2: yeah, I mean back then, like I said, you know, the, the my SB rep would come to see me to pre-order. You know a year, or not a year, but like six months in advance for the next season, and then he'd have samples and I'd have a little, you know, like a 5 size booklet which would have CAD drawings of the shoes in that you could obviously make notes in or whatever. Um, you know, and then I don't even remember how orders went through then. I guess we used to write them down and fax them, you know, because that was kind of even, maybe even before emails. I don't remember. Maybe emails yeah. were around then, I don't know. Even even yeah. the early noise seems a long time ago now, but um, maybe there was emails, I don't really remember. I can't remember how we did it. How we did it, but you've got to remember that even stuff like the Tiffany Dunk wasn't a quick strike. That was a GR. It was just in the catalogue. It was in inline release, the same as the whole Team Manager series was. It, it wasn't yeah, like yeah. it is now. You know, it. it, it, it Yeah, and I, I,
0: I think obviously maybe people look back. Yeah, sure. Too, but Rose tinted glasses a little bit, and I, I think I do sometimes. I look back and think. Uh, yeah, well, I don't you know, think there's uh, ever
2: been a shoe uh, which was just a Nike SB thing. seemed. The, the amount of people I've spoken to who are passionate about Nike SB or Dunks, and the amount of them that aren't skateboarders have never really skateboarded, aren't immersed in the skateboard culture. It is incredible how that shoe, the Dunk, talked to so many different sorts of people. You know, just it, 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 it is it is so iconic, and I've I've been really enjoying the story of the Dunk as well because there's not really anything in it that I didn't already know, but it is just something to be celebrated, like a Converse Chuck Taylor. You know, it's something that it's, it, it, it's such an iconic shoe. You know, skateboarders wore it. You know, hip hop guys wore it. Punk guys wore it. You know, it's it, you know, and, it, and like you say, both neither of you guys were into skateboarding, but you came, you know, t- you discovered SB and it spoke to you. It, it was something that you you know, piqued your interest and you liked the way it looked. That's what I'm saying. I think that's the beauty of the dunk itself. Because still now, sportswear are releasing some great dunks. You know, I mean, it's just you know, going back to obviously taking the leaf out of SB's book and obviously re- re-releasing the Ugly Duckling Pack, the Viatech, and, you know, obviously a lot of this college, the, you know, the college colours in the lows. Obviously the, 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 the Wu-Tangs that are dropping yeah, this yeah, week yeah, and yeah. stuff, you know. And you've got to remember, we've still got two years of SB up to the 20th anniversary in 2022, where there's going to be, oh, it's going to be massive. I mean, you imagine, mm-hmm. I, I, I think the other day, you know, Mountain Pike and the stuff was trying to think back to all of the highs that had released over the year, and I hadn't even sat down and done it to try and work out how many dunks we've actually seen this year. I mean, how many, how many, you know, and it's been so screwed up because of Corona. It's been so screwed up, you know, it just, you know, I remember just at the beginning of the year thinking, oh, this great. You know, the, all the brands are bringing out great products. It's going to be a great year. We're going to have the Olympics. Skateboarding is going to be the first time in the Olympics. It's going to really, you know, it's, it's going to be 2020. It's going to be our 10-year anniversary. And, you know, came, came March and it was like, yeah. you know, that's the end of that, mate. <laughs> close your shop yeah, down for yeah, three months cool. you know yeah. and uh, you know you'll be lucky if you come out at the end of it and thank god we did somehow but yeah
0: yeah well Alvin I could probably well me and Dan say we could probably sit and chat forever um, but I just want to say a massive cool, thank man. you for, for jumping on and, uh, and, and chatting SB, your knowledge is untouched. I, I like to think my Nike SB knowledge is pretty good. I know Dan's is pretty hot as well. Um, but just some of the stories you have. I mean, you you were one of the guys that were there right from the start. Yeah, sure. In this country, you know, it's just, it's, it's great to have you on just to uh, to pass on that knowledge. and, and share no, That's cool, man. I like what, what really
2: you guys are doing, that. so... No, like, look, uh, like, like I said, I'm looking forward to who else you're going to have on because I think it's cool. you know you can always learn stuff. Everyone's had a different story. Everyone's had a different journey. Not everybody came into sneakers from skateboarding. You know, obviously you guys are into the, the soccer thing. You know the that you know the, you know that's why and that's what I, and it's like we we're saying obviously about Matt Welty. I like that with the complex guys. I like you know it's, I, I guess you guys listen to their podcasts a lot. You know, but their podcasts are great. You know, you got Joe Puma who's one guy, and then. Matt Welty is very much a different guy. And then Brendan is another guy. You know, I mean, they're very different. I think that's the beauty of sneakers because it brings people from all different walks of life, from all different parts of the country. For, you know, and and, and and like skateboarding, I think that's probably the thing that's always appealed to me because it's sneaker culture and skateboard culture, even outside of the fact, you know, SBs and what have you are very, very similar. And you find a kinship, you know, and a kind of, a, you know, that common ground with people who obviously care about the same things you care about. So.
0: Absolutely. I think we said it on a previous podcast where you can walk down the street and you might not know the person walking mm. past you. But if you look at the trainers, you know that they're into it and, and you can give like a, just a little nod or a little.
2: Like, yeah. And that's what, it's, that's what skateboarding used to be like. I mean, you'd, you'd go anywhere and you could see someone wearing a pair of vans or air walks or obviously if they're carrying a board anywhere in the country. I used to travel all over the country when I was a kid. And, you know, you'd just turn up at a town and you'd see some kids skating in a, in a car park and you'd go over and talk to them. And then, you know, that was it. You'd made friends and you'd skate with them for how long you were down there for. And then you might, you know, go back and see them again. And, and the sneaker culture is the same thing. You know, it's, it's a shame because Corona's put pay to a lot of that this year. But I'm, I'm really stoked to the amount of people I've been able to meet. Yeah. And because of SB ha- making a comeback, the amount of people who are, you know, I've, 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 of, you, know, you know, we've connected to as well. The amount of people now that have obviously like yourself have come down to the shop. Um, you know some that live nearer some that live f- further away and it's it's nice it's uh you know it's kind of a it's 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 good to like i said you know have that you know where people can come down and and, and hang out and just talk about stuff they like talking about you know and with everything that's gone on this year not a lot of people you know struggling you know it's not easy you know and i think it is it takes your mind away from anything else you're having to deal with when you're talking about something you, about something you love so
0: oh, oh. Yeah, absolutely, and can't can't wait for the day where we can uh, where we can do it again and come down and see you guys down Attitude again and uh, yeah, it'd be maybe cool, do man. some videos or something like that. Right, thank you very much. Okay, mate. Time. See you later. We'll catch you later.
1: Cheers, Dan. Cheers.
0: Yep. Yeah, so thanks again, Alvin. Um, man, the, what the guy does not know about Nike SB, is not worth knowing. I don't think. What do you reckon, Dan?
1: Oh, we could have talked for hours just on SBA alone.
0: Yeah. Unbelievable and,
1: knowledge and great stories.
0: And and just so you know, guys, we, uh, we 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 record the guests separate, and me and Dan do like the bits around it. And then the the Alvin interview was about seventy odd minutes long because uh, um, we were just talking and talking. And we were very, and then I looked down at the timings. Uh, and and just realize oh we we need to trim this down a little bit but yeah Alvin thank you very much for uh, jumping on there, um so yeah Dan so what have we got left have we got the uh, what releases have we got this week then
1: so one I'm really excited about not had this shoe for years now but used to wear it wore it to death um the Nike Dunkai Goldenrod
0: oh right okay
1: so the Iowa colorway obviously been a you know when Wu Tang Use the shoe turned into an absolute grail for people. The Wu Tang yes. one, obviously, but um, yes. this is as close as we're going to get to owning that. But yeah, can't wait to have this shoe back in the rotation. Yeah, yeah.
0: great shoe. It's not. I've got to be honest, it's not one that I'll go for myself. I'm a little bit. I, I'm a. I'm a. I'm an SB guy, and I don't really pick up the uh, the sportswear ones, but I appreciate them, obviously. But it's it's not a shoe for me, but. I can completely get it. I can see you in them, pal, hundred percent.
1: Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I don't wear many dunk eyes, but these and the Michigans, it's more of a more of a throwback for me, a bit of nostalgia from yeah. wearing wearing them, you know, years yeah. and years ago. But one, I'm sure you will have on your foot, the Adidas Stuttgart. Yes. Up on size yes. launches.
0: From from what sorry did you say?
1: On size launches. Size launches.
0: And I've not seen the store release or how they're releasing them in the stores yet.
1: So No, um, I me mean neither. Not seen any raffles go up. But I've seen them on the uh, launches pages, so I imagine there'll yes. be a lot of people going for those on there.
0: Yeah, there has been a few. I don't know if you've noticed, there has been a few blips with the launches on the Stuttgart. So they've put them up and taken them down and put them up. And, and one linked to a, a North Face jacket or something like that and took a 20-pound... Holding deposit non-refundable.
1: Yeah, it was for charity. That with the uh, Steep Tech, they only made twenty of them. Right. So it was a, t- a twenty pound raffle entry, and that money went to charity.
0: Right. Okay. But that was showing on the size on the uh, Stuttgart raffle. Oh, so, really? Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of the a lot of the guys were saying, "Hang on a second. What if I don't win? You're going to take twenty pounds off me." Yeah. So uh, the, the the I know there's been a few blips, but yeah, we'll uh, hopefully by the time the podcast comes out. Uh, there might be a bit more information on the Stuttgart and where you can go to uh, pick them up from your local stores and maybe like Instagram. I don't know how they're going to do it. Maybe an Instagram raffle like the they have done for a few, few of the releases recently. But yeah, looking forward to them. I, I, I'm I'm not going to lie. I think they're probably the weakest release so far from the Size series for for me personally. Just the black leather. But we said it before. It's just a must have. I must. I've got to get a pair.
1: Yeah, you're too deep into the set now. You've got yeah, conference.
0: absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But sticking with size, um, obviously, we spoke about it last week with Luke Matthews. Um, we've got the collab with Reebok and Kit Kat Clock coming out.
0: Right. Okay. I didn't see a release date for that. Actually. So when's that coming out?
1: Uh, again, I know it's uh, it's it's up on size launches. So I imagine the the date's correct, and it's for the uh, December the 10th. Right. Okay. Um, which is on on launches. If we're going by that, same as the Stuttgart. So, yeah. but yeah, it looks like it. it's a it's a fun collab. Yeah, We've got Club C has been a great shoe this year, obviously. Um, I like I like this collab. It's a good it's a good shoe. It's a good colorway.
0: Yeah, I, I'm actually kicking myself a little bit because I wish I wish I'd have picked up the 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 first size Club C. I love the Club C. I think it's a great silhouette. Uh, it's so easy to wear. Um And again, the, we, we said it before the Kit cap. It's just good fun. I I don't know if I'm going to try and go for them, um, but but yeah, just a great a, a great collab as as it, they're wrapping up the 2020, I guess for for this year.
1: Yeah, and uh Nike Stussy out this week. Um, obviously there's two Air Force ones coming: fossil yes. colorway and a black colorway, and then a full apparel collection again. What are you your think? thoughts? Um I really I really like it. I like the apparel. I, I like it, but I wouldn't. I'm not going to go for the shoes. I wouldn't wear them, to be honest. Uh, an all-black Air Force One just reminds me of like going to school. <laughs> um, <laughs> as nice as it is, it's just you know it's one I can happily pass on. But I, you know, I appreciate. I think it looks really good. Um, it's just not one for me. But maybe some of the apparel, if it's not too difficult to get on the uh, Stussy website.
0: Yeah, that, that I'm, I'm in exactly the same. But I love Stussy. You know, it's it's one of the. Staple brands I pick up in terms of hoodies and t shirts um but yeah the the shoes out for me. I don't really wear air Force ones anyway, um but I'm gonna take a look at the apparel and see if I can pick up pick up some bits,
1: yeah, I just hope the uh, the sizing's better than the last time round. I managed to get the sweat um but had to let it go because it was about four times too big width ways for me, but oh no way, didn't even reach right. my belt lengthways. <laughs>
0: right i mean it's easy for me i just go for a small so i can't really go smaller than a I don't think and uh, so ho- hopefully it'll fit
1: so i've got a uh a listener and friends question for you um so this Ooh. one comes from mark whitfield um and he wants to know what shoes did we pass on picking up at retail and regret to this day
0: oh my goodness shoes passed up on retail and regret to this day. That is a great question. Yeah, I'm not going to give you any time one?
1: to think about it either.
0: No, you've got you've given me no time to think that one. Um, I, mean,
1: I, I can go first if you want, because obviously I've seen the question, so I had a bit of time to think about it.
0: Go on, then you fire um,
1: first. The, there's two for me, um, and it's again fits into what we've been talking about today with uh, with Alvin and everything. But the uh, the Nike SB um, Stussy collab, um, the Dunk Low. I remember back in the day thinking obviously i want that shoe i should get it waiting until you know payday or whatever i don't know what made me wait and then missed it and then when i went back they didn't have my size and it was obviously long before a time when you'd buy a different size to maybe swap or obviously knowing what it was worth you, you would just never buy a shoe that wasn't your size and uh obviously passed on it and always regretted that and always kind of you know ne- never paid resale even though back then it wasn't much it was just but yeah. i just refused to Pay resale, and so that was when I missed them. More recently, probably six years ago, I think it was the Nike Air Max One Air Max Day um, with the you know the neon sole.
0: Yes, yeah,
1: and it was in Size Meadow Hall, and I think they must. have I think they opened their store just after Air Max Day, so they had the shoe when everyone else had already sold out and had already not, like not managed to get them. Yeah, and I remember walking past, seeing them thinking right i'll go back and get them when i'm you know i must have been on like a lunch break or whatever from when i was working um and missed them again so I, I know i've always regretted that one
0: shocker well just just so you don't i mean i don't want to rub it in but i did pick up the stussy laws back in the day um unfortunately they uh they did get a little bit beat up and uh, i flogged them as uh to save up for a bit of a house deposit um uh, but but I don't know. It's a it's a really tough one.
1: Anything more recent?
0: I think a recent one, and it's a I think it was twenty seventeen. Um, the Adidas Colms. You didn't get them. I did not get them. No. I am shocked, Danny. Shocked. I know, and and, I, and, I'm, and and they still pop up, and they're not an awful lot of money now. And I keep thinking I need to just get myself a pair of those. And, and the reason why is, I think it was the Taiwan-Dublins were coming out at the same time. And I got my Taiwan-Dublins from size, actually, from size Leeds. And I think it was just a point where I didn't have, I just couldn't afford to get both of them. I can't remember the reason why. um, And I just had to pick one, probably because I was married at the time when I got,
1: you know, mourned at. But um But sometimes, I mean sometimes even if you can afford it, you just can't justify buying two pairs at the same time, can you really? No, no,
0: no, like, of course not.
1: You've got but, picky yeah, battles.
0: That's that is the one shoe. And my good friend Lee Brown, if you don't follow him on Instagram, Lee Brown and a million twos after his name, he he always posts them up and I'm like, Oh god damn it, I wish I'd ever had that shoe. Because it was an easy pickup. The they sat in the shops. I think they were in size, I think they were in hip in Leeds. And I just kind of left them and I thought, I'll just leave them for a bit. And, and then they disappeared. And so, yeah, I think that's a, a recent regret of just passing something on at re- retail. But what, my biggest regret, is, I th- and I touched on it before, is the Heineken Dunks in um, in Sneakerville. I, I wish I could go back and pick those up. That, that has been my biggest regret.
1: Yeah, I mean, at
0: retail, so. Yeah.
1: I think, yeah, I've got a few of those where. But it's a bit different when it's not a retail, because obviously at the time, you know that value was high, wasn't it? But looking back, it's pennies compared to what they are now. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, yeah.
1: <laughs> Excuse <laughs> me, I'm,
0: cho- I'm choking on my
1: beer. <laughs> Sneakerville had some absolute gold back in the day. It's you know, wish you know, wish I had a time machine, could just or even had photos of those walls.
0: Yeah, yeah. Some yeah.
1: of the stock, incredible.
0: Yeah. But great question, Mark. Was it Mark, did you say? Yeah,
1: Mark Whitfield, again. Good question. Top guy. Follow him on Instagram. He's hilarious. He's got a a great shoe collection. Um, Some amazing Air Force ones, some bespokes. um, Right. You know, real top guy.
0: Yeah, so if you do have any questions for me and Dan that we might just add in at the end or start of podcasts, uh, you can always hit us up in the DMs, either in our personal ones, or on the sneaker Annex dms I'll just hit it up on with if we put a post out uh, just drop any questions like that and we'll uh, we'll try and answer as many as we can as we go through the podcasts
1: yeah i think that's so it for this week
0: i think that, i think that is that for this week uh, once again thanks for tuning in if you get this far in the podcast and you listen to it all uh, just i want to applaud you well done uh, i don't know how long this one is by the time we've edited all down but uh, we appreciate everybody that tunes in. Uh, and don't forget to to hit the subscribe button on your Apple Podcasts or your Spotify or wherever you listen. Uh, it does help for us to be shown in other places so we can uh, uh, get more views. And the bigger it gets, it just means that we can get lots and lots more interesting people on to talk trainers, I guess.
1: Yeah, so until next time. Are you going to say bye this week? Until next time. I'm sticking with it.